I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Uppy Dietitians podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the pod. In this episode, we are going to be joined by Chelsea. Chelsea is a 200-hour yoga instructor and a Purdue grad. We always love a good Purdue grad who is a almost registered dietitian. She believes that yoga really is for everybody and that perfection has no place in the practice. Through yoga, Chelsea found self-acceptance and is always in the work of dropping perfection in order to show up as her authentic self. We are so excited to share this episode with you today and enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. We are joined by a very special guest today, Chelsea Schaefer, a fellow Purdue. So we are so excited to have her on and we're actually going to talk about a topic we've never talked about before I don't even think like we've ever really touched on it all and it is if you already heard the intro so you already know we're going to talk about becoming a certified yoga instructor but Chelsea thank you so much for being on the podcast we're so so excited to have you here thank you so much for inviting me when I got your DM I was pretty jazzed so I think I mean I was like oh my gosh they want me to be on the podcast (laughs) so I'm really I'm really psyched to be here thank you guys yeah. Of course, we love having all the Purdue's. It's just <laughs> a very special, it has a place in our heart. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of, I guess it's a good segue into our very first question. So we like to always have our guests, our guests, guests, um, talk about kind of like a day in the life, what you do for work, education, hobbies, all that good stuff. So take it away. Okay. So I'd like to preface this with, I always tell people that I just can't calm down. So that's <laughs> why I'm going to list like five jobs and I have so many interests and um, yeah, we'll just get into it. So it's going to be a little messy, <laughs> but um, so I went to Purdue. I did my dietetic internship through wellness work days. I guess at Purdue, I double majored in dietetics and nutrition, fitness and health and minored in Spanish. Um, Through my internship and just work experience thus far, I have experience in sports, nutrition, eating disorders, um, like clinical nutrition, outpatient counseling with mostly diabetes education, which I absolutely loved. Um, I currently work as an RD, a per diem dietitian. I do some traveling around Indiana. Um, I'm not an RD yet, though. I'm RD eligible. And I'm taking my exam in a few months. So studying and really excited to just get that over with. (laughs) Um, In addition to working as a dietitian, I am the podcast manager for What the Actual Fork podcast. I've been doing that for a few years. I'm the um, private practice manager for Jenna Werner, who is actually the co-host of What the Actual Fork podcast. And I also am a yoga instructor at two different studios in Indiana. So that covers all of my jobs. (laughs) That is insane. Wild. (laughs) I'm here for it though. How do you, how do you sleep? Yeah. So I've never really thought sleep is that important. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep when I'm dead. I mean, I really, I really know it is important, obviously. And I do my best to get like seven hours, but, um, 
I don't know. Like, I've just never really liked sleeping that much. I really like to be doing things. And like I said, I just have so many interests and it doesn't hurt that I love coffee a lot. So, um, <laughs> like it's 7 PM your time and I'm drinking coffee right now. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I just, like I said, I just can't calm down. Like, I don't know what it is. I just love to do things. <laughs> I think that's so great. Like, yeah, that's what life I think should be about is like doing all the things, getting your hands dirty, new experiences. And like, yeah, sleep is of course a very healthful thing, <laughs> but I think you can balance it. Like you have like a nice balance struck. It sounds like, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try. You should see my Google calendar though. My boyfriend like won't even, we, he has access to it. Cause when he wants to schedule things, he should know like when I'm busy. Um, right. <laughs> but like, he doesn't even like to look at it because his is like just work or something. And then mine is like work and then podcast for two hours and then yoga class. And then like all these things. Makes me a little dizzy. <laughs> Do you have it like all color coded and all that? Cause oh, Emily yeah. and I, and I even have GCAL. I have them separated into separate calendars also. Yep. 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 Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's honestly a work of art and I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're big GCAL fans over here too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. So let's get into one of your main interests then. So, <laughs> cause I'm sure we could probably have you on talk about every single one of them. We literally could. It's going to be like five different episodes just about your life. <laughs> uh, we'll stick, we'll stick to yoga for this one. So we have not touched at all about yoga and I'm sure most people listening are familiar with yoga, at least what it is, maybe, but <laughs> take us kind of through, um, I know we didn't really write this down, but I don't even know if what yoga is would be a question. I don't even know how you would answer that, but if you'd like to answer that, that's up for grabs, <laughs> or you could just answer what are the benefits of yoga, whatever you prefer. Take a stab at what is yoga. Um, so I think a really common misconception about yoga is that it's these like people in thin bodies. Usually I think you would think of white women, um, doing these crazy poses, like their legs behind their head or like some crazy shit like that. But it's really just not that. Um, I, I see, I almost feel bad saying this cause I don't know it for sure, but I guess how I would define yoga, I'll just say it as that. I don't know the, the dictionary definition, but how I would define yoga is just connecting your breath with movement. And sometimes you aren't even moving. You're just breathing, you're meditating, and you're just becoming present to the present moment um, and allowing things to come up. And I think just, yeah, at its core, it's just breathing, being in your body and being present. I think that's great. I, like I, I am, I, I want to get into yoga. I am actually thinking I'll become very inspired to hearing this episode today (laughs) um I've like always wanted to get into it I've like done it very casually like with a friend um you guys know Sophie when we went to Fincy when was that 2019 2020 whenever we were in our internship we like got an Airbnb and Sophie's super into yoga Sophie Lindley if you're listening I love you shout out and uh, she was like doing yoga and like trying to show me how to do it and it was really fun but I was just like I couldn't it's hard but I think there's like you'll probably explain today different like levels and types as well which will I think play a big role in what maybe your inspiration is for wanting to get into it. Yeah, there are so many different types of yoga. And I was telling you guys before the practice, before this, like, I don't even know all the types. 
Um, but I will tell you, I didn't even, the first time I tried yoga, I did not like it. Like I was so bored out of my mind. <laughs> um, it was, I did like this random class at the co-rec. It wasn't a co-rec instructor. It was through this organization called charge that I was in, in college. Um, we had an instructor come in, we did an hour of yoga and I kid you not, I was so bored. Like I was just waiting for the hour to be over so I could go like run or something. Um, but <laughs> then I went to this hot yoga studio in West Lafayette called Be Move Power Yoga. And I took a class and it was so hard and it's in a heated studio. The heat is usually anywhere between 93 to 98 degrees. And you don't have opportunity to get bored because it's moving quickly and you're, I mean, the first few times the heat could really get to you. So you're just trying to like survive. <laughs> like That's a little dramatic, but you really just don't have time to get bored. Like you're looking around, you're trying to follow the sequence and you're also trying to breathe. So it's, I, that was where I really fell in love with yoga. And ever since that, they do a $5 Sunday community class. And I ever, ever since that first one, I went every Sunday that I was in town um, to that $5 Sunday class. And then eventually starting going, starting to go to more classes as I was able to do um, this program that they do with students to help them be able to take yoga classes without paying because it's obviously yoga isn't super accessible in that way because it is pretty expensive most times um, compared to like getting a gym membership or something. But I started, you know, going more to that studio and those other classes, getting to know the instructors more and the owners of the studio. And one, like the yoga teacher training program was coming around and one of the owners was like, Chelsea, I think you should do this. And I didn't do it that year, but she asked me again the next year and like kept asking me. And at that time I was starting to feel like it was the right thing for me to do. Um, so I did it and yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into more about <laughs> what has happened since then, um, later, but <laughs> yeah. you kind of touched on this, but I want to go right in kind of what types of yoga you do. Yes. Yeah, so I, do and teach, um, a, it's called Baptiste yoga, um, which is a, it's derived from Ashtanga yoga, which is basically just like a vinyasa style and vinyasa just means flow. So that really means like flowing with your breath, you're moving, you're holding poses for, we say like five breaths is kind of the standard, but most times in an hour long class, we'll do things even faster. So you might do one breath per movement, um, and it really, once you're like moving your breath with your movement, it really just becomes so meditative that you're not in your head. You're just breathing, moving, and it's such a beautiful experience. Um, so it's considered power yoga also because you're really working your muscles, you know, working on the flexibility and your strength as well. Balance, of course. Um, and yeah, Baptiste yoga specifically, um, is it combines like the physical practice called the asana meditation meditation called dhyana and inquiry which is niyama um so that's kind of like the trademark i guess you would say of baptiste so that's like a foreign language to me like i don't know the first thing about yoga this is so cool to me to like be learning this Ooh. Yeah, so interesting well i guess it's actually speaking of segues again a really good segue into like telling your story a little bit so like how did you learn all of this 
And I guess part of that was like, what's the whole experience of like becoming a yoga instructor? How did that look for you? And how has becoming a yoga instructor like really impacted you? Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going to start with how to become a yoga instructor. So um, there are different levels. The first level is a 200 hour training. So that's the one I'm at right now. And as you do more trainings, you can become like a 500 hour teacher and things like that. So um, the, but the most basic level I, that I've seen and that in my research, I've seen that the lowest amount of requirements is 200 hours. So I did mine through a studio. I'm not sure if there are other programs. Um, I think it is common that studios will host yoga teacher trainings. And mine was set up on like a certain number of weekends where we were there all weekend, like morning to evening, um, Saturday and Sunday. And then we would have a certain number of hours that we had to practice in the studio in addition to that. So the training weekends could be, we honestly didn't do as much yoga as you might think. A lot of it is leadership building and figuring out who you are because they talk about this in training, but I really believe you, it's not just about yoga. You know, it's not just about the, I, it's not, I don't want to say it's not just about yoga. It's not just about the physical practice. There's so much more to it, especially at, I mean, you can just walk into a yoga studio and like do the physical practice. And if that's all you want to take from it, like, absolutely, that's there for you. But the thing about becoming an instructor is the training is so focused on just figuring out who you are so that you can lead other people in a practice. Um, if you, I know Hannah, you said you've kind of taken a class with your friend, um, Emily, I don't know if you've taken any classes, but we're not just, I generally, we're not just talking about, um, the physical poses that you're doing. There's a lot of like figuring also kind of discovering what's going on in your body, what's going on. Maybe if thoughts are coming up, just being in discovery of them. And I think the thing about thoughts coming up in yoga is you're in yoga, you're on your mat for an hour, probably and you're not doing anything else. So you're in this stillness. What is coming up in that, you know? So I think that's the really special part of yoga. So in training, we sit a lot in what is going on. So there was a lot of tears. (laughs) Um, When I did yoga teacher training, I was just coming from a place of really not knowing who I was. Like I had gotten so caught up in the grind of, I worked all through college to support myself. And then I was a student double majoring and minoring. Cause you know, like I said, I can't calm down, but I just got, I would, I would get really caught up in always doing something. Like I've told you, I don't even like to sleep. <laughs> so what that basically translates to is just a lot of distractions all the time, unless I'm asleep. Um, and I think just in my experience, being distracted all the time does not leave you time to know who you are and understand yourself. And like, I, I don't even think I knew what my favorite color was. Like even just things as simple as that, I truly did not know who I was. Um, Cause I didn't leave time to get to know myself. I think this also goes back to like trauma I experienced in childhood, um, which I'm not going to get into, <laughs> into right now, <laughs> but I think there was just, I had always been distracting myself from something because sometimes being present was really hard and it was almost like a coping mechanism. Like I've talked about this on another podcast, I think, but I had an eating disorder and that also was a coping mechanism. And then, um, 
like obsession with exercise was just like went off of that, which I also worked through in yoga teacher training. Um, but yeah, long story in one sentence is yoga teacher training just really made me calm down enough and slow down enough to confront the shit that I've been ignoring since I was a child. So it was kind of big. <laughs> just a little bit, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing all that. That is like, yes, that's amazing. Thank you for being very vulnerable yeah. too as well about kind of your experience and whatnot. I feel like a lot of people would like to hear that because it is just such as like a promotion of like go 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 I don't know if people are go go going as much as you are (laughs) but you found a way to manage it um but that's so cool because I've taken a couple yoga classes and it's something that like um I've talked to some of my friends about they're like I want to get into it but it's like such a crazy experience when I I like having someone tell me what to do because I'm like I don't know what's going on (laughs) I need to be led in some way in this kind of avenue but that is so I can't even imagine what that training was like because I feel like it was just like probably what's what's the word I know I don't know if I'm looking for revolutionary but like it was I I always say it was the most like transformative time in my life um yeah yeah um I mean one of the big things that I absolutely want to mention is one in one of the weekends we went through like what our big lies were and that was kind of so our our lie would be like something that somewhere along the way it probably goes back to like when we were a child that we learned about ourselves um based on like something some people told us or something someone did that somehow led to like us believing this thing about ourselves and then it kind of just like sits on our shoulder and impacts the way we move through life from there um and one of my things that i think actually will make a lot of sense when i say this <laughs> is that i wasn't enough that I wasn't doing enough. I was lazy. I was not productive, which you can probably see how that relates to my life now. <laughs> um, but that was one of my big lies. And I think when I identified that, I was like, wow, that is how I've grown to just distract myself from every single thing in my life. Um, and of course it, I mean, yeah, we, I talked about that for a while, but another one of the big things is like, you mentioned that I'm vulnerable. That if you would talk to me before yoga teacher training, like, like I said, I didn't even know myself. So you definitely would not have known anything about me. Um, I remember crying in front of people in yoga teacher training. There were only four other, there were only three other people doing it with me. And then the two people leading it. Um, but learning to just like be vulnerable in front of them and knowing that like, it's okay to cry, like, cause you're the way it is, is like, when you are speaking, you stand up in front of everyone and the instructors are like in the back of the room, everyone else is kind of in front of the instructors, but still in, also in front of you. Um, and they'll talk you through things. And when the emotions come up, they're going to, they challenge you to just let them be and not judge yourself for them and just let them be there. So the fact, like, I just was, would be bawling my eyes out in front of these people. And like saying things that I had no idea, I think two things that came up in yoga teacher training that I had no idea I felt about myself was that like, I actually hated myself. Like I had no, like I was trying to be so many different things because I didn't like who I was. 
And another thing is that like, I thought I was like ugly, which is, which I didn't, when I said that out loud, it really just shook me. I could not believe that I really thought that. And it's something that I, I mean, I'm still working through it like to this day, because I think that also relates a lot to like how I felt about my body and how I thought that like my body was just related to my worth. And then, you know, all these, all these things. Um, but I mean, those things, like those were just shocking revelations that like they, they, you have to say them out loud in front of these people. And once you say it out loud, you're like, oh shit, like <laughs> now I have to work on this. <laughs> yeah. I think transformative was an amazing word to use. It sounds like, mm-hmm. have you, I'm sure it's of course very different, like being a teacher in like a class setting, but have you ever experienced or like seen like people in your class, like go through emotions like this? Does that ever happen with the students? Oh yeah. People cry in my classes all the time. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, because the thing also about the yoga teacher training I did at the specific studio, I don't know if it's like this across Baptiste, but I really, I've practiced literally in different countries before, like in my travels. And this, the studio that I was trained at is just so special, I think for so many reasons. But one of the big reasons is that we do something called a share. Um, And basically, and that's something that actually keeps me connected to myself through teaching when I'm out of training um, is I'll journal before practice. I'll maybe like read something that inspires me. There's this book I always go to called Journey to the Heart by Melody Beattie. Um, But I'll journal about like what's going on and then share that in a more structured way in class. And and sometimes just the way that you're, you choose, you share things makes people really feel that they're not alone and that they're going through things too. So part of that vulnerable vulnerability piece was, okay, you're going through this, you shared this in your personal journal, and now have the courage to go share that with the 30 people in your class. And don't be afraid if they're judging you because they're probably not. <laughs> Um, but that, I mean, yeah, people go through things all the time. They'll come up to me after class and say like, that really spoke to me. Um, or they'll just be inspired. Like I'll be after class for 30 minutes sometimes just talking to a student because they just need someone to listen and they feel like they can trust me. So that's so awesome that you get to like, keep working on yourself as the teacher, but then also influence the students to do the same. That's so awesome. Yeah. Now I'm like, everyone should do yoga. I know. I'm like, I'm doing yoga immediately, immediately. (laughs) everyone can be this is a good reflection period for everyone you can become so much like of your better self I feel like that's such like a cliche like phrase like become your best self like this sounds like insane like sold just like thinking about um all these different things and whatnot I was just you said like coming like becoming your best self but to me it's really just not giving a fuck about what your best self could be and just being yourself and knowing that that's like good enough. Yeah. I, feel like, I, love I that. like that better. I like, they should put <laughs> that on every sign anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think one of the big things also was like, um, not caring if some people don't like me because that just means that they're like, not for me. I was a, also a huge people pleaser. And now like, I just don't care. Like if you're, if you don't like me, then like, I don't want people around me who don't like me, you know, like if you right. don't like me, then like, you're not for me and that's okay. Cause other people are. Um, and I just don't have to put energy into a relationship that is not serving me in that way. Yes. Emily and I always talk about that. That is 
that's a good place to be. It's just so freeing to know that you don't have to worry about what others think of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, really our like last big question is kind of about like, if others are hearing this and they're like, wow, I want to do what Chelsea's doing. That seems like so amazing. How can someone get started with, I guess, like, I guess more so with yoga in general. And then if someone wants to become a teacher, how can they do that? Yeah. So for people to start doing yoga, I really recommend finding a friend and going to a studio with them. If so, if you have a friend that already does yoga, go with them. If you don't find a friend that wants to try yoga with you and go with them and find a studio and like, try it out. And if you don't like it, try a different studio. Um, I, or if you would just like, you can totally go alone and it'll be fine. And they, I guarantee I have never walked into a yoga studio where they like, weren't happy to see me, you know, like people are just happy to see yoga teachers, just like people coming to class. So if you go, you have, you feel good about the place, um, then absolutely. You can just go alone. Um, or if you want to DM me, you, I can connect you to my studio and we do online classes. So you can take my class online, um, or take another instructor's class online. We were mostly all trained in the same place. So, you know, not everyone's the same, but we have similar styles and messages and things like that. So love it. That is so cool. You do virtual. Yes, that so thanks cool. to COVID, we started doing virtual and now we're in person again. Um, but we have kept the virtual. So I feel like that's nice. If they like feel really connected, maybe someone like moves or mm-hmm. someone's like in, I don't know, like California and they want to work with you mm-hmm. so they can still work with you. Then that's cool. Yeah, I feel like have like an awakening and like really bond with a certain teacher. It would really stink if like either you moved or they moved and you couldn't have that connection anymore so that's a really good opportunity yeah it's really awesome well in the world of yoga before we get into our bonus question any other final thoughts slash I guess if you can kind of sum it up like all we just talked about what would you kind of say like we always joke like if our listeners were to like just go to this part of the podcast what would you want them to hear Mm, okay (laughs) Um, I never said this in my monologue that I've gone through today, <laughs> um, but I think just accept that sometimes, not sometimes, all the time, it's okay to not be perfect. Um, their perfection is really, doesn't even exist because um, it's different for everyone. Um, so just be yourself and believe that that will be enough. Amazing. I think yeah. I've been like thinking this whole time. There's like been like 10 different quotes that I'm already thinking that we can use for like our, our Instagram. I'm like, that's so amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. It's going to be oh so great. <laughs> okay. Let's get into our very casual, very lighthearted part of the episode. So Chelsea, Every episode, we have a bonus question where it's kind of a date debate, but it's really just you get to share whatever opinions you want about whatever topic it is that we decide. So, and we always like our guests to start. So you're going to go first. Today's bonus question is, are nachos a salad? You know, I have been thinking about this. Um, I really should have done some research, I think. Um, (laughs) What defines a salad? And, um, I, I just, I just have to go with no, I think, because 
I just don't think nachos leave me feeling the same way that a salad does. And my gut is just saying no. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. That's and as gut. we've learned, yeah. like if people don't like your opinion, who cares? Like <laughs> screw them. <laughs> I'm not saying, I mean, I'm all for nachos. Like I, oh, yeah. I love a good nacho. Like I am very much in the like intuitive eating space and, you know, maybe nachos make you feel amazing and they make (laughs) you feel the way salads make me feel. And I love nachos too, but I just feel differently when I eat a salad than nachos. So it depends on what I'm feeling. They serve different purposes. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Well, something Emily and I tend to do is we Google like the definition, like on like live right now, like the definition of like a salad, for example, so of course Google gives like multiple definitions. So that is where it gets tricky because it like might fit one definition, but not another. Mm-hmm. So like this first one, I would say it doesn't match. So this first definition is a salad is a cold dish of various mixtures of raw or cooked vegetables, usually seasoned with oil, vinegar, or other dressing accompanied by like meat, fish, and other ingredients. So the cold dish part is my first red flag. But then this like next definition says a salad is a mixture containing a specified ingredient served with a dressing. I feel like that's vague enough where you could definitely say nachos fit that definition because like specified ingredients, like whatever that means, like, and then a dressing could be like sour cream, guacamole, nacho cheese. Mm. So I don't know. And like, I personally do like lettuce. I feel like lettuce is a big component of a salad, but also there's plenty of salads that don't have lettuce, like tuna salad, chicken salad whatever that weird like ambrosia salad is like the marshmallows and all that stuff. So I don't know. I might have to go with it is a salad, but it's very loose. It's very loosely defined. Um, Emily, you're the tiebreaker. I was thinking my first thought of other salads were like potato salad and like mac and cheese salad. Mm -hmm. Then I thought of taco salad. Oh shoot. Because tacos oh have warm components. <laughs> Chelsea's covering her mouth. <laughs> they have warm components, but they have vegetables that are cold. That's genius. So You're I feel a like a taco salad just debunks the cold component. Because I was thinking, I'm like, it's that cold one. That's like the thing that I'm like, yeah, nachos are not a salad. Mm-hmm. But I think the term salad just gets thrown around anywhere, apparently. <laughs> all these mixtures of options so I'm gonna say yes it's a salad but I don't think it should be because you think the salad term is the I think salad people need to like control it's problematic yeah (laughs) it is a problematic term people call anything a salad it's true I didn't even consider like potato salad and chicken salad and things like that but they really are just throwing that term around like haphazardly it means nothing yeah like you could probably call like a bowl of like potato soup a salad if you really wanted to. Yeah. Like cereal. Is cereal a salad? Because is cereal a salad? And there's a specified ingredient. Like Salisbury steak. Is this a salad now? <laughs> Salisbury steak. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in the Midwest right now. I guess. That's yeah. Why. I don't know. <laughs> Man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the problem is not our natural salad. The problem is what does a salad even mean? Yes. Yeah. Like what That's is a, whole, a salad? What's a salad? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so been... I'm gonna have to journal about that later uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know how people say that like cauliflower gets like overused and cauliflower is tired I feel like the term salad is tired oh yes it has to do it's like is its back hurting from carrying like all these different <laughs> foods like 
Yeah. It's doing a lot. It's doing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Notice how like the <laughs> smile was like when you said cauliflower being all these things, I just immediately like no smile anymore. I was like, oh my God, fucking cauliflower. Like, can we please stop with the cauliflower? Can we please stop? Can we yeah, please yeah. stop? Can we let cauliflower be a vegetable and like cut it at that? Please. Right. <laughs> Yeah, like throw some olive oil on it, some garlic powder, and roast it. And that's really that's all it wants to be, and that's all it needs to be. It is good yeah. enough as it is. You know, it is yes. good enough. <laughs> I yes. think it's having an identity crisis. I think cauliflower needs <laughs> yoga. Like, yeah, my goodness, cauliflower needs yoga. There's a good quote. <laughs> oh my god! Listen to the episode to understand. Out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so great. Amazing. So. Chelsea, we kind of like leaving the end of the episode to give you some space to kind of promote whatever the heck you want. So whether kind of how, if listeners want to hear more from you, work with you, where can they find you? Social medias, if there's any like links, we will link everything in the podcast description and whatnot, but like, this is kind of your time to promote whatever you want. Okay. So I have an Instagram that I'm kind of working on um, casually. Um, I kind of had this crisis where I didn't really know where I wanted to go with it. So I stopped posting for a while, but now I'm back and I think I know what's going on. Um, So the handle is Chelsea's Becoming um, and it very much stemmed from yoga. So I don't even really talk about nutrition there. Um, I mostly talk about what I'm kind of learning through yoga. I created it as a way to kind of share what I was learning about myself once I stopped teaching yoga during my dietetic internship. Um, so once I started teaching again, I was like, okay, well, I don't really need this anymore. Like I'm sharing in classes, but now I'm trying to just combine it. <laughs> so, um, that's why I took a little break, but otherwise my personal Instagram is chelsea.diane, um, with two N's. And if you want to work with me, I guess you can DM me. Um, I don't really have any actual ways that you can work with me, but we can figure it out. So yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's probably it. I don't have a lot of links these days. So <laughs> makes it easier to find you then. One, yeah. two central places to go. Instagram. <laughs> I love a good LinkedIn connection too. So if you want to add me on LinkedIn, like go ahead. <laughs> Go to town, go to town. (laughs) Get crazy. (laughs) Well, Chelsea, thank you again so, so much for coming on today. This is a, I think a really great topic. I think we always say this, but like truly like this is a great topic and we have not talked about it all before. So I think it'll be a really great introduction. Not that we have a ton of like yoga instructor friends who are going to come and like talk about it too. We'll have to have you back to go even more in depth. I'm sure yoga in itself is just like a super crazy topic you talk about for hours and hours and hours. But anyway, this is a great episode. I think it'll be really great and very, it was opening for us, like eye-opening for us to just like learn about it. So I'm sure it'll be the same for others. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming on and making time out of your day to see us. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So everyone go be sure to check out Chelsea's social media. Go be sure to send her a LinkedIn friend request. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Otherwise, um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We will hear from you guys and have 
chat with you guys next week. But otherwise, have a wonderful rest of your day and go enjoy being your current self. Your current <laughs> self. Come as you are. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of The Upbeat Dietitians with your host, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.